You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Hello everybody, this is Tommy's Outdoors 72. And today's episode of the podcast was recorded a good few months ago. I feel like it was still recorded in the winter, way before the COVID thing hit. And uh, it was sitting comfortably in the backlog uh, until today, and I guess now it's a good time to publish it. Um, for no reason, it's just the time to publish it. Um, our guest today is Mel Robinson, who is the Director of Animal Care for Seal Rescue Ireland. Uh, and uh, disclaimer, or, or I want to qualify that, that I, I know good and well that... Um, Human seal conflict is a thing, and the uh, subject of actually rescuing seals may be controversial to some, uh, to some other not, and there's a lot of discussion and, and uh, emotions around that subject. And this is not something we're going to dive into uh, today. I feel like uh, the issue is important enough that it deserves to be treated separately, and I am planning to either publish a documentary video on my YouTube channel, just subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, or maybe just dedicated a podcast, dedicated a whole show to human seal conflict. Um, but today we're going to talk solely about uh, Seal Rescue Ireland, what they do, how they do, while they do, why they do what they do. Um, we recorded that episode after a Seal Rescue Ireland workshop where Mel was uh, training the uh, volunteers um, for Seal Rescue Ireland. So after that workshop, we sat down and we talked for an hour about um, Seal Rescue Ireland. So if you're interested in that subject, uh, then uh, I am sure that you will like this podcast. And if you have an opinions about human seal conflict, or perhaps you would like your voice to be heard in the, in the show dedicated to that subject or in my documentary, please get in touch. It's easy to do through all the various social media channels. Um, and now, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mel Robinson. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I, like I said, I almost feel sorry for you because you just delivered four-hour training on seal rescue. And I'm going to ask you some of the same <laughs> questions. But on the other hand, you get used to saying the same thing. Yeah, over. you do. <laughs> so you are Director of Animal Care at Sea Rescue Ireland. I am indeed, yep. So the first question, which is like almost mandatory question in my podcast, is like, how did that happen? How did you get that job? Because... I say like many times, like people I'm interviewing or, or I'm talking to, they have all sorts of great jobs. And I know that a lot of my listeners are people who are, you know, nine to five in the office and they think like, oh, I wish I had a, you know, I'd be 
charter skipper or I work for wildlife trust or for so so I always ask this question like how did that happen was it like an accident was it like planned and and you always knew you're gonna do that it was an accident <laughs> I also have a nine-to-five office job as well mm. seal rescue isn't my only job um I I love seals always have done and I started off I wanted to volunteer at a seal rescue center and the one in Northern Ireland does not take volunteers oh so a friend of mine sa- suggested to me to go and visit Seed Rescue. Mm-hmm. So I did and I started getting involved and basically one weekend a month I would volunteer. Mm-hmm. And after that, it turned into two weekends a month, it turned into three weekends a month, it turned into every weekend. Mm-hmm. So it basically just went to, I was a volunteer, I was down working with the seals, cleaning kennels, doing the usual. Um, so then I started to get more responsibility Things were changing in the in the charity. We needed more directors in the board, so mm-hmm. I got more involved. And from there, it's just got bigger and bigger. <laughs> right. Okay, fantastic. So tell us, what Sea Rescue Ireland does? What's the, what's the purpose? Basically, we rescue and rehab seals from all over the coast of Ireland. So we cover basically from Donegal right the way down the west coast, round by Kerry, Cork, up into Wexford, Waterford, right up to Carlingford Lock. So mm-hmm. seals in distress or in trouble or injured in that area, we rescue them and rehab them and release them back out into the wild. Okay. And so obviously, maybe maybe you're going to just uh, explain what is the situation with seals because the seals are protected species, right? They and, are. And uh, I don't want to put the words in your mouth, but there was like a huge decline in the seal numbers and there, there's, there still is a problem with the seal population. Right. So to, please to tell to, uh, to our listeners, like, what is the situation? Why seals require to be rescued? All animals deserve a second chance. That's my personal opinion. Um, as for seal numbers, we're actually waiting on the local, the counts coming in from local areas at the minute because we don't have exact seal numbers from around the area. Mm-hmm. But no matter what animal it is, we want to help it. And if there's a seal out there is injured, we will do our best okay. to help. We won't let it. Okay, yeah. so 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 your your uh, what you're doing is driven purely from compassion side rather than wildlife uh, no, conservation it, aspect. It's from it. all all sides. You know, we do do it for a conservation side. My personal, like I'm me personally, I'm doing it because I love doing it. But as a charity, Seal Rescue Ireland, we're doing it for conservation. We're doing it for all different sides of the coin. You know, you do need seals out there in the water. They mm-hmm. produce a lot of oxygen in the sea. You know, there's a lot of stuff they are required for. Yeah. How do they produce oxygen? This is what, what I'm going to ask you. Because as a mammals, they kind of absorb oxygen. You're asking me a hard question now. <laughs> okay. Because this is something I, and I heard that as well, that the whales produce oxygen. And it's like, okay, how do they produce oxygen? I know trees produce os- oxygen. I'm not a scientific person. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I have never done the science of it, but yeah. it's stuff we have learned along the way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. This, it's been, it's been uh, I heard that too, even even here today. We, yeah. We, oh, we, yeah, somebody mentioned that earlier on as well. That. I did hear that, yeah. Okay. Um, so tell us how does how how you operate and how does the Sea Rescue Ireland work? So um, you obviously work uh, based on the work of volunteers, and this is just if you can walk us through like what is the usually process and what's going on and how it looks like. Yeah, basically, I mean, at the minute we have quite a few full time staff. A lot of our volunteers come from all around the world. We have volunteers from Canada, the US. Mm-hmm. 
Really? Honestly, yeah. Volunteers from Europe, everywhere, Ireland, you name it, we've got a volunteer from there or have had in the past. Mm-hmm. A lot of our volunteers, because it is volunteer work, can only stay for three to six months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not a paid job for them. And unfortunately, not everybody can work for free. But they come, they have a fantastic experience. They, you know, they learn so much. Uh, some of them have never even seen a seal before. Wow. So they come in, they learn how to tube feed it. They learn how to, you know, teach it how to feed for itself. They see it going from being a sick, injured little baby pup up until a pup that can be rescued. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing opportunity for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as a charity, you know, we are doing more and more work. We have more volunteers coming in. You know, we're running more programs now. We have an education program that, you know, we have people go out to schools to do talks because mm-hmm. we want to educate the public mm-hmm. on sales as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, we have schools come to us for talks and the kids love it. And then obviously we have our fundraising programs going and yeah. there's so much to it. It's not just a simple case of rescuing a pup, feeding it. Yeah. There's so much to do. Yeah. So so it's also uh, educational aspect of it. Education so. is our big thing right now. Mm-hmm. Because again, people need to learn what they, nobody knows. I mean, you heard people even here today asking mm-hmm. questions, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I've seen a scene on the beach. I thought it had to be in the water. Mm-hmm. People just assume that a seal needs to be in the water. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. So again, it's all education, <laughs> teaching people what they need to know. Yeah, it's like a, it's a it's a common thing. And and again, uh, not the first time that it's mentioned that people are kind of detached from wildlife and yeah. they don't know. And like the same thing is going on with deer as well. Like it, yeah. they see a little deer and sure enough, that deer needs to be rescued. It's like, no, 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 leave it alone. It's, yeah, that's it. People don't know. And I mean, we've even vets that don't know. I mean, I take my dog to my local vet at home and every time I go in, they're like, oh, tell me something you've learned about a seal this week or because <laughs> they've never seen a seal. They don't deal with them. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of education out there. And then, of course, it's, you know, it's not just the the education about the seals. We're doing the conservation side of it and, mm-hmm. you know, teaching people, you know, don't leave your plastic on a beach. Don't leave your fishing mm-hmm. nets there because it can you know, there's consequences of it. Yeah. So it is, it's a big education program we're running right now. Okay, environmental awareness. Big time, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, unfortunately we're getting too many seals with injuries due to mm-hmm. environmental issues and stuff. So we're trying yeah. Yeah. our best to educate. So, so you're, you're educating people and then, I was, I was going like, because also it was a good few months ago, um, maybe even over a year, I was talking with a lady from um wildlife rescue ireland um, emma higgs no I, i i can't remember now her name um but it was like a kind of similar but they're like the whole spectrum of the animals yeah. hedgehogs and deer well, actually deer not because the deer uh suffer from post-capture uh what's it called homeopathy something like some condition um but you're focusing solely on seals so you're you know, sea otters other animals it's not some, no, something no i mean we used to help otters but it just got to the point you know there were too many seals coming in that we couldn't do you know sometimes we'll still take other wildlife and hold it until it can be transported to another center but our main focus is rehabbing seals mm-hmm. you know we just don't have the time or the facility to, to take other animals yeah so the big part of the workshop today was first So identify whether seal needs help, yeah. right? So that's so that's usually I presume that this is how it starts. That the people are just walking down the beach, and they look at the uh, they look at the the they see the seal and they don't know what to do with the seal, and so what are the first things that you would say to look for 
when when someone sees a seal, just to determine whether the seal needs to be rescued or not. I mean, if it's just general public finding the seal, we ask them just to take a photograph, mm -hmm. stay back from the seal because the seal can get distressed and send it to us as soon as possible. That way we can determine whether the seal actually needs help. Seals spend a lot of time on land. They're very lazy. They'll, they'll go and have a feed and then come up and just spend the day on land chilling out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just assume that there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. So if we have a photograph, we can determine pretty much straight away whether that, that seal needs rescued or not. Right. And we just ask people to stay away, keep their dogs away and you know, just let it be in peace, let it rest. Yeah. So you're not asking people to figure out whether a seal needs rescue or not. You're saying like, send us a photos yeah. and, and then we make a decision. We'll make that decision because, you know, just Joe public walking down the beach, will just assume every seal needs rescued. Mm -hmm. You know, if we rescued every seal we got a call about, we'd need a center that holds about 2000 seals. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. So that's something we determine myself and our animal care manager, Sam, we'll determine whether the seal needs help. Right. But on the other hand, the, the sizable chunk of the workshop today was to kind of determine whether this seal needs rescue, whether that seal doesn't need the rescue. So you're, you're, you're still this is part of, of, of the education, I guess. Yes. And because these guys that we were training today are going to be our volunteers on site. Mm -hmm. So if we ask them to go to site, it gives them a better knowledge of what they're actually looking for. Because alone 90% of the time we can tell from a photograph about a seal. Sometimes you actually need to see it because photographs can be deceiving. Mm -hmm. So if we have our volunteers that know what they're looking for, they can go on the site and have a look and say, oh yeah, you know, that so seal is like very tired. Yeah, it's kind of just, you know, because somebody on the phone could be telling us that the seal's breathing very heavily or it's doing this and that and the other. But a lot of people, they panic when they see a seal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've had reports of seals, their heads hanging off, there's flippers, broken everything but when you get yeah. out to sight there's nothing wrong it's just people oh. automatically overreact and think that there is something there's wrong. a seal on the beach it's surely something wrong with it yeah. yeah so that's why our volunteers if we train them and what to look for you know it's a good help they can report back to us to give us the information yeah. yeah and you said that it's the more you see the seals the more you kind of know which one is yeah so i'm going to ask you for something even the harder now to do because we don't this is the podcast so we only have like a spoken word but if you would have to give like a you know very bare bones rough descriptions like what to look at when when the seal like for sure doesn't require to be rescued and there's nothing to worry about if you see a seal on a beach and it's got nice big wet patches around its eyes that shows it's a good healthy hydrated seal if it's nice and round and fat and chubby it definitely doesn't need rescued Another good sign or a common sign of a healthy seal is the banana shape, as we call it. Mm. When seals get themselves literally into the banana shape. Uh -huh. If you see a seal that's lying on the beach with its head flat on the ground and it looks really sad and miserable, mm -hmm. there's a good chance that seal will need rescued. But if it's happy and it's in the banana pose, yeah, then, it's like a, yeah. it's like a, this this ex, like this core exercise called Superman, right? Like almost if you're like lying on your on your on your tummy and you have your hands outstretched forward, up and legs also up. Kind of pretty much that's what a seal looks like when it's happy and in the banana pose. Yeah. Yep. So all people who are into fitness and core exercises like a Superman. The, like a Superman. Like yeah. Superman pose. <laughs> if, the, if, the, if the seal does that, it's a it's a, it's a good happy seal. If you see a seal and it's on the beach and it's got very crusty, dry eyes and its mm -hmm. nose and face, you know, look very dry. 
Um, maybe it's just lying. Seals give you, if you think of a puppy that gives you big sad doggy eyes when mm-hmm. it feels sick, mm-hmm. seals do exactly the same. They mm-hmm. look at you with the big sad doggy eyes. Yes. And is it like mainly like a puppy? So is it mainly pups? It is mainly pups we get calls about. Um, mm-hmm. You do get the odd call for adult seals, but unfortunately half the time when you try to rescue them, they go to the water before they can be rescued. Oh, But okay. it is mostly anything from about a year old to a pup. Okay. So it's not like the, the adult seals doesn't need help. It's, it's they're just they rather they're wild animals and they they'd rather just be left alone yeah right right yeah you said another thing uh during a workshop today about uh pop seals lying on the beach and people are all around them and like you know either it's very cute nice seal or oh it requires help and so on but actually mother is in the water looking at that yeah unfortunately we are the worst mums leave some of the pups on the beach during the winter months with the gray seal pups um people come onto the beach and see a cute little pup there they want to go over and get selfies with it things like that but unfortunately whenever people do that mum will actually abandon the pup so going over and getting a selfie with like a little completely pup, she will completely abandon it oh yeah especially like she likes to come out she'll patrol up and down the edge of the water but if she realizes she can't get out to her pup she Uh will just leave the pup and then we'll need to rescue it wow but you're 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 said about the situation where the seal kind of actually came out out of the water and proceed to feed the pup so it's not like immediate situation where it's just oh i'm out of here well is that the one you're talking about in um in wicklow Basically, we moved the people to the other side of the beach. You're talking maybe 300 yards away from where mm-hmm. the pup was. Mm-hmm. And as soon as everybody moved away from the pup, mum was happy to come out and feed it. Right. But while people were actually around the area, like right around the area mm-hmm. where the pup was, mum wouldn't come out. She oh, was yeah, terrified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, they're, they're not going to abandon the pup like immediately. They will kind of stick around. They'll in the stick water, around for a while, but if it's a busy beach where it's happening on a regular basis, she yeah. will just give up and leave. Yeah, yeah. I even uh, in the, in the one of the recent episodes of the podcast, I was talking with uh, Maura Kelly from Leave No Trace, and she was saying about the situation in uh, I think Dublin, where kite surfers were this this disturbing um, oyster catcher colony. They didn't know. They yeah. didn't know. It's not like they were disturbing on purpose. They didn't know. They just, you know, one of those situations where people mean all good, yeah, right? And they just don't know. And as soon as they tell them, like, look, here's a colony of oyster catchers, and they were ha- more than happy to move. So it's kind of like the same situation. That It is. And again, it's down to the education. People mm-hmm. don't realize, you know, people just think that the mom's going to come out and feed it at some point. But that's where we're trying to educate people that, you know, you can watch that seal, you can view that seal from a distance. You don't need to be yeah. right on top of it, you know. And if you do watch from a distance, you're going to see nature at its best. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. I don't know what's, what's, the, what's the next thing, because I want you to talk through the species of seals, but maybe be, be, before we go to that um i just want to continue on this on the subject of the distance of the seal they're dangerous animals right they are very dangerous they'll give a nasty bite as well mm-hmm. and especially like if you're out kayaking or you're swimming in the sea a seal's not going to swim up and bite you mm. but if you are there you know pressuring a seal or trying to pet a seal 
there's a good chance it's going to try and take a, a chunk out of you because it's going to feel, in, yeah. you know, it's in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely not good to be around them. One, one of my fishing buddies was telling me a story about a, I think it was an, I don't know if it was an angler or just, just a guy who got bitten by the seal. And within the three days, he died because of a, like an internal infection, like a blood infection that okay. he got from the seal. Have you heard about anything like that? I mean, we do know that like seals do carry diseases. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we recommend anyone that gets bitten, they need to go to the doctor straight away to get antibiotics, but I've never heard of anyone dying. Okay. Well, maybe it was just my fishing buddy was, but he was, he was pretty serious. Uh, yeah. Apparently he was in the hospital in Cork and the guy was uh, get there and got some sort of a, a blood infection. That, that it, caused I mean, yeah, it could have been. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they do like, they do carry disease, so it just yeah. depends. Yeah. So it it is a kind of, and I know that you mentioned that none of the volunteers was bitten by the seal, bar one, but it it is a certain risk, right? Because because you're dealing with a wild animal, and especially if that animal is in a distress, there is always that risk of getting bitten. But if you do as you're trained and just take your time, you know, and don't go rushing out to try and help it. If you use the the procedures you've been shown, there's, yeah. you know, you shouldn't be getting bitten. Yeah. And there's a good chance that on my YouTube channel, there's a video coming of, of that parts, at least that workshop, like how to, how to tackle seal <laughs> use, using towel and a, and a box. <laughs> uh, okay. We get in a second into what is going to happen. What's going to happen next once we, or you identify the seal that needs rescue because that's, you know, I kind of want to go through the whole process, what's happening and then your facility and that what's happening in your facility. And um, obviously you're trying to release all the seals of the wild. You, yeah. you, you, you're not running a zoo. No. You're just, you're just trying to these seals to keep them wild. And as soon as they can go, they go to the wild. So I'm, so I'm very interested in, in that whole process. But before we get to that, can you explain to our listeners what are the species of seals and how to tell one from the other in Ireland? Or maybe not, not necessarily not, like whatever you feel comfortable with. No, well, here in Ireland, we have two species of seals. We have the common seal, which is also known as the harbour seal. And then we have the grey seal. We have had a few recent visitors from Arctic species, mm -hmm. which aren't normally found here at all. One we currently have at the center, a little ring seal pup. Um, unfortunately, we can't release her here in Ireland. We are going to have to take her home. Right. But the most common ones we would have would be a common seal and a gray seal. Mm -hmm. Common seals, they're born around the summertime. So yep. usually June, July and August. And they're born with their adult coat. Mm -hmm and they look like little pooty cats. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to tell them apart. The gray seals, they're born in the winter. Mm -hmm. They're born with a white fluffy coat and they're the ones that mom leaves on the beaches while she goes off to feed because mm -hmm. they don't usually swim with their white coat. Yeah, standard procedures. So for these seals, that's a standard procedure. Mm -hmm. Pop is basically being left on the beach. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to worry about. Yeah, no, the pups are fine. Mom leaves them there. She comes back out and feeds them. And then after about three weeks, they molt their baby fur. Mm -hmm. and mum then goes off and leaves them to fend for themselves. Okay. So the other difference, the, the grey seals, they kind of look like a bulldog. They've got big noses, big long noses. Mm -hmm. So we call them the cats and the dogs of the ocean. Yeah. So we do. Um, 
they're like I say they're born two different times of the year as well yeah and there's size difference size difference common seals get up to about 90 kilo kilos in weight yes whereas a gray seal can reach up to about 400 kilos for a meal that's a that's a big <laughs> it's animal. a bit of a difference that's a big animal yep. and, and so <laughs> that tells you why it can be dangerous you don't you yes. don't want to face like a 400 kilos angry no. seal with no. big teeth and we release ours at 35 kilos so yeah. there's a bit of a difference right right so we have essentially two species species of seal why why those those ring seals that you you said you cannot release that here in Ireland because you think that the the reason they get lost and ended up here in the first place is the reason why you have them in the in the like we don't know why she's here we honestly don't um she appeared in Kerry and then we eventually got her collected in County Clare Mm -hmm. but we don't know if her mum is here somewhere or whether she has just got lost and swum the wrong direction or yeah we don't know so what we're trying we want to try and take her home back near where there's a colony of arctic seals right Wow, that's that's. It's actually pretty special to have her. Wow, so were you surprised when you when you got that? We were very surprised, and the same week we actually had a report of a hooded seal. Oh, God. so yeah, it's been a it's it's been a few busy months. How 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 is that? You you look at the photos and you say like, no, not possible. Like, how did that play out when you first? Well, to be honest, when we first received when she was in County Kerry and we received a video and photos of her. We thought it was a premature common seal mm-hmm. because it just looked like a common seal pup with white fur. Mm-hmm. But it was January time and mm-hmm. common seals aren't born. Like at the earliest, we've had preemies in May, mm-hmm. not in January. And it was only on their closer inspection on the video. Mm-hmm. Um, we realized that it was, it definitely wasn't normal. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. so, then, so then you kind of go when the, when the seal was found. and When we travel. got the seal in County Clare, um, we got it straight to the vet. Oh, so somebody kind of brought the seal. Somebody lifted it for us and took it straight to the vet. And then mm-hmm. we got it transported down to our center. Right, right. Okay, so that's a that's a good segue now to transporting seal. And so let's say we have a volunteers, right? So so the procedure is like, there is a, there is a people walking down the beach and they see the seal, right? They call center and then what's happening? Whenever someone rings the center, um, we ask them obviously to send the photographs. Then myself and our animal care manager, Sam, make the decision on whether the seal need lifted or whether it just needs to rest and we'll check on it again in 24 hours. Once we make that decision, if we are going to lift it, we have a stranding network, which has mm-hmm. over 900 Okay, sorry to, cut you, sorry to cut you. But first, let, if you decided that to check it on 24 hours, so how does it work? It's like, is it like you're asking the same person who... A lot of the times the finders can be excited that they've actually found a seal and they're willing to go out and check it, you know, a every couple of hours. future volunteers. Pretty much, yeah, that's, that's actually how we get a lot of our volunteers too. They find seals, they don't know what to do and then they want to learn. Mm-hmm. So um, we do have a lot of volunteers come into us that way. But a lot of the time the finder will just be like, yeah, I'll go back and check in two hours if it's there. I'll be out walking the dog mm-hmm. or something. Okay. Um, if not, we'll ask a volunteer who lives local to check on it in the afternoon or something. Or- okay. So so this is where I'm so provided that person is not interested or not local. So then from your, so it's like seal is on the beach somewhere. And the call is made to your facility. 
right? Where are you where are you based? We're based in Wexford. In Wexford, right? Yeah. So somebody calls Wexford, and then you look at the photos and so on, and then you're trying to contact one of your volunteer volunteers who is local, which was a training here, like to, to train the volunteers, right? So it kind of comes back, and you're trying to dispatch somebody, yeah, who received training like like the one today to actually see what's what's up with the seal. Yeah, we have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group, which we'll put a post out on. We also have, um, it's basically run through Google, it's Google Maps, and when we type in the name of the beach, it gives us a list of the volunteers in that local area. Oh. So once we get a trained volunteer, we just add them to the map, and it does it all for us. Okay. So we can pick, we don't have to start searching through all the list, we can just like type in the name of the beach and it brings up the closest people. Right. So we'll just start ringing them to see if they can go out and attend. Okay, okay. So then the volunteers gets a call, it's like almost like a, in, the, in the movie, gets a beeper. <laughs> we don't use beepers anymore, but yeah. I can, I can almost, almost picture like, doo, 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 doo. Oh, I need to, uh, sorry guys, I need to leave and I'm going somewhere, <laughs> going to the beach, check, the, check, check up on the seal to see whether it's like you said nice and chubby and doesn't yeah. re- well no actually at that point already we will have already have told a pretty the good idea yeah we'll have already given the volunteer the information if we want that lifted or if we want them maybe to take some more photographs or to give us another opinion right um so if we have asked them to lift it at that point we will then arrange transport from the area to our center right so then the vol- so this is like a probably the hardest job for a volunteer when they actually need to capture yeah i don't even know if capture is the right word but kind of get the seal and transport it well that's why like facebook believe it or not is a wonderful invention Mm -hmm. because we have a private facebook group so we can put a post up saying you know we're looking to get a seal say from donegal to wexford so people will see that and they'll ring us and say listen i'm in longford i can get it to dublin for you or somebody will ring and say listen i'm in dublin i can take it to court town or so it does work we're not constantly ringing there there are days that we can't find people Mm -hmm. and we have to physically ring every person okay that's trained it can can be a long process (laughs) right right do you often kind of like convincing people to do it like ah you know i kind of was planning to watch my favorite movie and then you go like no you know but you're a volunteer come on they're like this <laughs> what we find works on facebook a lot is if we put a picture of the seal that needs rescued mm-hmm. on the facebook on the, our group chat and people are like oh, okay i'll help <laughs> <laughs> they see they see big cute eyes and yeah. like oh these poor yeah. seal and the, 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 you know i always when i when i think about the next thing to ask you i almost uh think that kind of attending that training works to my disadvantage because i'm kind of gonna ask a question that i already know the answer so it kind of takes away like a (laughs) genuine but like if if you can if you can tell us like for the purpose of our listeners who obviously never attended the training course like how did how did that process look like what the what that person is just doing let's try try to get the lights on like there we go (laughs) Uh, how did that process looks like of actually getting a seal and like it's dangerous animal, right? So we said like, oh, 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 what it consists of? Well, like, pretend, like, I'm pretending I don't know. I, I haven't <laughs> seen anything. It's like, oh my god, Mel, how is how on earth I like? I mean, we've got there's different ways that we can rescue a seal. A lot of the times, we use a towel mm-hmm. over their head. And we can hold the back of their neck and that way, you know, we can control them from biting us. Mm -hmm. If we have a big tub or a big box, 
we can just scoop them into that. Um, mm -hmm. We do recommend if we have a box or a lid or something and you have a second person that you can actually, so you don't have to physically handle the seal. Yeah. You know, you can sort of box in the seal to get it into the tub. Yes, yes. And that way then to the car. And then into your car and transported. Okay. I've had some weird looks when I've stopped at a garage to put diesel in and there's a seal looking out the back window <laughs> and you're... <laughs> Did you did you ever get like accused of poaching or anything like that? No, only one. Well, once I was in Wexford, I was about to grab a seal that was on rocks and I had a cage and I had my seal rescue hoodie on and a guy came over and tackled me mm -hmm. and was like, stop trying to steal the seal. Uh -huh. And the seal had actually a really bad injury, but he thought I was just a random person stealing a seal. Stealing a seal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he was watching me from his house up on the hill. Right. But but that that is like a legitimate concern, right? Because they're they're protected species. They Wild, are, Wildlife yeah. Act defines them as a protected species, so you're not supposed to Yeah, you're not supposed to do what? You're not supposed to kill them, right? But you're not supposed you're, to you're not kill supposed them, you're not supposed to handle them or anything like mm -hmm. that. But we have obviously through National Parks and Wildlife, we have permission that we can obviously intervene and rescue mm. a pup, which is why all our volunteers get a rescue vest that says specifically on it, you know, rescue team. Mm -hmm. We wear hoodies with seal rescue team on the back. We have cards that say, you know, they're trained volunteers. Yes. Just to try and cover every avenue. Right, right. So so this is kind of like this, you, you can do that. And then yeah, put they have permission to actually do it on behalf okay, of that's, us. So so that that's so volunteers tackle a seal, put a seal in a box and then, you know, from car to car, exchanging it somewhere on the McDonald's car park, McDonald's <laughs> car park. Yes. Uh, they finally get to Wexford. Yeah. And what's happening? What is because so so would you say that this is the most difficult part? to actually get the seal to your facility or this is just like, well, this is easy part. Now the hard part is once it's there. It's, it is hard to get the, the seal to the facility and we obviously want to make sure it gets there in one piece and, you know, has transported perfectly. Once it gets to the facility, depending on what kind of seal it is, um, depending on its injuries, some seals come into us and they're gone within four weeks. Mm -hmm. Other seals are with us up to six months. Mm -hmm. So it all just depends on the individual seals. Seals at the minute are coming in and we're releasing them maybe within six weeks because they just need fattened up. They've got into a wee bit of trouble. We've given them some medication, wormed them and let them go again. Right. But then right. you get other ones that have come in with nasty injuries that need surgery. Maybe little pups that haven't figured out how to eat for themselves yet. We physically have to train them how to eat for themselves. Can you can you tell again for our for our listeners about the eating and well like difference between the species of seal and the eating? That was fascinating. <laughs> so common seals, whenever they're born, swim with mom straight away, and she teaches them everything they need to know. Mm -hmm. Grey seals, because they're born in land, mom will feed them. She'll just come out and breastfeed them if you want, and then they learn by instinct once mom has left them they head off on their own and instinct should kick in right so the right. difference between the commons basically mom teaches them what to do the greys have to figure it out for themselves right. so then so how often you're getting uh pop common seal that doesn't that wasn't taught yet quite often <laughs> so in the summer whenever we have our babies come in we would tube feed them an electrolyte solution for the first wee while then we would start gradually introducing them onto fish soup. Mm -hmm. um, once they are a couple of weeks old and strong enough, we will start to teach them how to eat fish. Right. So. 
How it's, how do how do you teach the seal to eat fish? <laughs> That's like if people is but these are like legitimate things, yeah, right? And if people listening to that is like, what the heck? <laughs> like a bunch of people teaching seal to eat a fish are you crazy and that's actually what's happening have you like i'm not sure if you've ever seen a uh, seal eat a fish it swallows it whole yeah so we have to we have to teach the commons to do that we basically teach them they have a gag reflex so we have to teach them to swallow past the gag reflex and it can take a while is it, is it like are you worried about that the seal gets choked on the fish like? <laughs> no they they would just spit it out they you know okay. they spit it out once they learn they're pretty good they then hand feed and then they figure the rest out for themselves we have them in baths and stuff so mm -hmm. they they can pick it up pretty quick okay. after that okay right so how do you handle seal once it's once it's there obviously you you, you know teaching it you, like you said all the stuff that you said but you have like a kennels or you have like a pool for the seals or how does that whenever work? a seal first comes into us it's an icu um then when it moves into a kennel like to handle it we physically as i was demonstrating earlier with the towel mm -hmm. and then we have to kneel over the seal and hold its mouth so mm -hmm. that it can't obviously bite whether we're going to feed it then or mm -hmm. give it injections or medications but we can control yeah how we work with it wow oh, it's man. hard it's hard work yeah, I can, everybody I can. thinks it's a case of oh, you rescue a seal, you know, you just go in, feed it, and home again. It's not as yeah. easy as that. Yeah, I, um, like in my in my head is like more like a sophisticated vet veterinary facility. You obviously have a vet on on the site. We have a vet not on site now. We have a local vet that we use, and she mm -hmm. would come out quite often to visit the seals and stuff. Mm -hmm. All our guys, like our animal care manager, assistant animal care managers, they're all trained. Mm -hmm. on how to give medications how to give injections right but they're not allowed to do that until so they're, they're physically like trained paramedics kind of thing yeah kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay everybody has to be trained on how to do it mm -hmm. properly mm -hmm. so. how does it how does your facility look like at the minute we have eight icu um sort of box areas we have 12 kennels all that have a full-size bathtub in them mm-hmm we then have four pools as well. So once the once the seals are all, you know, a decent weight, they're eaten by themselves, they're off all their medications, they go out into the pool. Because mm -hmm. that way we don't have to handle them anymore. Mm -hmm. We just throw them fish throughout the day. Yes. Whereas in the kennels, we keep them in kennels while they're having to be handled on mm -hmm. any medications they have to get. So Yeah, yeah. How many seals you can keep in here? Well, at the minute we have 39 <laughs> on site. That's a lot. That is a lot. The storms the last couple of weeks have been bringing us in quite a few seals. Okay. So um, we try, we've 12 kennels. So in the summertime, we could probably, at a squash, if we were stuck, put three pups into each kennel. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the last few summers have been pretty quiet. So we've only had one seal in each kennel. Okay. But um, in the winter, you'd be lucky to put two gray seals in the kennels because they fight amongst themselves. So Right, right, um, right. It can be busy. So really with 12 kennels, eight ICUs, and then the four pools. So it, you can only hold so many mm -hmm. as well. You don't want to be overcrowding it, mm -hmm. which can be a problem, especially after storms. We yeah. have to be tough and make some tough decisions sometimes. Yeah. Well, like what? Um, You know, if there's seals out there that are nice and chunky and fat, people think that we just need to lift them and bring them in. We don't we need to just leave them on the beach they need to learn and unfortunately right. it is nature um 
after Stormophilia, we had people literally bringing us healthy seals. People were just showing up on our doorstep with healthy seals because they thought they need rescued. Oh. Um, and unfortunately, there was a lot of injuries, so we just had to be careful and make good choices on what seals were actually right, helping. Right. So that's when the, from the from the beginning that we thought that we spoke like they don't necessarily need a rescue. Yeah, that's why we were like we need to bring in the injured ones, the small ones, not seals that weigh. 35 kilos mm -hmm. that are fine do you know what i mean nobody brought like a hundred four hundred pounds no what we was had the biggest seal? i think over the storm now somebody brought us in a 38 kilo gray mm -hmm. that was fine perfectly fine just arrived on our doorstep it's an, with it's it. an, is it an adult seal 38 kilos no no it was still a pup it it's was still, still a pup, still, yeah. a pup. Yeah. still had its white coat as well oh yeah wow wow so, so they're getting affected by the storms they are, unfortunately. You would imagine that they're kind of like a, or the, or the, it was like that recording will be looking like a video recording. Will be for, so for people who are listening to this and not watching on YouTube, from time to time, we're just waving our <laughs> hands to just turn the light on in the room. <laughs> that was awesome. Anyway, what we were talking about. Oh, about the storms. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially in Grey Seal pupping season, the storms get washed off the islands. I like the salty islands there in Wexford. Um, the Blasket Islands, the pups get washed away from mum, mm -hmm. which means they end up on beaches on the other side. There's no sign of mum, and unfortunately, they have to be rescued then. Yes. Because some, some of them are fine, you know, they're maybe just at that age that can learn to fend for themselves, but some of them are newborn pups that there's no chance they would survive without yeah, yeah. help. Wow. So, so going back to your facility, um, it must be not easy to get funding for that. A lot of our funding comes from our visitors and okay. monthly donators. We do get grants from the we do get a grant from the government. We apply for um, different grants from different companies. You know, there's a mm -hmm. lot like Lush is a big one we would use quite a lot. And mm -hmm. but yeah, a lot of our money comes from Donate. our followers and Donate. sponsorships. But you say like a government also thinking. Put some, some we stuff. do get a grant from the government every year in the Department of Agriculture grant. Oh, oh! So I would imagine that the Department of Agriculture kind of recognizes the need for rescuing seals, if they if they're finan financially supporting you. Yeah, I mean they do. They like every year they support quite a lot of charities throughout mm -hmm. Ireland. Um, we just have to apply for that every year. Yeah. Okay. So just so just to finish off on the. On the, so we, we discussed the facility and obviously somebody is there all the time to keep, right? Yeah. It's not like you, you finish at five or eight, you close the door, <laughs> shuts, shuts the lights off and go home and the seals just all by themselves. Well, right now at this time of year, um, there's no midnight feeds or late mm -hmm. night feeds. Mm -hmm. But during pupping season, the pups get fed every four hours. Mm -hmm. So the staff are in usually from seven in the morning until about seven at night. Mm -hmm. And then they'll come back every four hours to do the feeds throughout the night. Wow. Now, not all pups get fed, you know, at 4 a.m. It's only if they're very tiny or they're premature mm -hmm. or, you know, they're very, very poorly. Right, right. But a lot of the time the guys are on site from around 7 a.m. until okay. last feeds around half eight, nine o'clock. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay, and at what point you're you're deciding that yeah, that seal is good to go? Usually a common seal will usually release around thirty to thirty-five kilos. Mm -hmm. 
Um, a grey seal will usually release around 30, 35 kilos too. So that's purely based on the weight? But every again, every seal's different. Like mm. right now, we have a few seals that are ready. Like they're up to weight, mm -hmm. but they maybe have injuries or, yeah. you know, different issues. So there's also, it comes to the case, if we're really, really busy, there's maybe grey seals that are 29, 30 kilos and they're eating grand and they're doing fine in the pools. We'll release them. Mm -hmm. to give us space or things like that too because you know they're doing fine mm -hmm. at this time of the year you know we'll try to keep our common seals a wee bit longer just to give them the fat reserves to go out into the storms and things like that right so again it all depends on the time of year mm -hmm. so it does ah. Um, ah. so okay so let's decide let's we we got the seal we identified the seal it was brought in then you were feeding it and okay now it's good to go one thing is, like you mentioned, and I, and I like to uh, discuss that as well, you make sure that they're not getting accustomed to people. Yeah. Right? So how you, do, how you do this? Because on one end, you're feeding it and you're tackling it and you're kind of kneeling on it to do all <laughs> these things. And then it's like, no, no, I'm mean, just trying to not get accustomed to people. But then you have also visitors. Yeah. So how do you, how do you kind of reconcile the two because it seems like a opposing things yeah now we they're wild animals and we want them to stay as wild animals the good thing the common seals are the ones that we really worry about because they can be humanized very mm. very easily mm. the smaller ones the smaller the babies basically whenever we have our, our staff are well trained and told you know you can't go in there you can't talk to the seal you know the way you would with a dog, oh, come on, me puppy, and you can't. You've literally, okay. you got to go in, no matter how much that seal looks up at you with their big, big, big eyes, you go in, you give it its meds, you give it its food, and you come out again. Mm -hmm. You're in and out as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. We've actually, like, we've changed a lot of feeding procedures and stuff over the last few years. You know, things we were doing, we're doing now differently and quicker. Mm -hmm. New feeding tubes, that means you're only, you know, you're only in with the seal for like seconds rather than minutes at a time. Right. So basically we try, if we're giving them medications, injections, we're only interacting with them at one time. You know, so we're not feeding them and then get in 10 minutes later, give them an injection and then 10 minutes later do something else. Okay. You do everything in one file swoop in and out. Right. Try not to spend any time with them. And make sure the seal treats you as some something not pleasant. Like the human encounter is not pleasant. I'm getting Pretty. jabs <laughs> and I'm getting all this. And like, luckily, it's like just once a day. Yeah. And I mean, once the common seals go out to the pool, we have a pre-release pool. It's actually fenced off. Oh. So the public can't see mm -hmm. those seals and the seals can't see the public. Uh -huh. And whenever in, they're in the pools as well, we, like, we don't let them see us feeding them. Mm -hmm. We hide or we put it in through, you know, a closed part of the, the pool ah, that they can't see so us. They, so they not make a connection between people yep. and food. Yeah. That's very yep. important. With the grey seals, it's not so bad because no matter how nice you are to a grey seal, you'll never get it to like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they're always really angry at us. So it's really? not so bad, yeah. And these are the bigger seals. The bigger ones, yeah. yeah big, 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 big angry ones. seals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, how does that pool work? Are you changing water? Is it like if some elaborate filtration system? The, the pools pool? are cleaned and changed every couple of days. Yeah. So they are flushed out, cleaned. Yeah. So are you moving the seals like when you're cleaning its kennels? No, no, no. We that? just drain. We just drain the. Well, in the pools, we'll drain it and then clean around them. Uh -huh. In the kennels, we use a, a CF4 disinfectant that's 
good for animals. There's no right. hassle. We just clean around them. Right. And right. then we clean out their bathtub and things and they just, they move out of the way from us. They right. don't. How long usually, like on average, how long a seal stays? We try to get them out within three months. Oh, we so try to a, keep them as a, little time as possible. Yeah, but it's a still substantial time. Three yeah, months. yeah, three it's months. It's not like it comes in and three days and it's like. No, you get the, like I say, you do get the odd seal that comes in that's fine after you know a couple of weeks and you can release it again. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the guys that come in with injuries, unfortunately, are with us a little longer mm -hmm. until the injury heals yeah. or whatever. If they've had surgery or something yeah. like that, we have to keep them that little yeah. bit longer. What are the most common injuries or, or reasons the seal needs the rescue? Um, the main reason is abandonment. Oh, a lot of seals are abandoned due to humans. Okay. So it's not really that they're getting struck, but you know, hit by a boat or have a cuts from the propeller or whatever. It's just being abandoned. abandonment is a big one. Now we do get injuries. We have, at the, we've had a couple of seals this year with fishing net injuries. We had mm -hmm. one come in the other day with a nasty fishing injury. Um, we have in the past had one or two boat strikes, but it's not a regular occurrence. Mm -hmm. You know, injuries from the storms, the seals are getting bashed off rocks or you're getting broken flippers or, you know, yeah. nasty wounds and stuff from that. Gotcha. gotcha. But that would only be sort of this time of year from oh, the storms. That's, in that's interesting because I would thought that the majority would be entanglement in the fishing nets or, you know, broken something or... There are a lot more seals out there with entanglements that we just can't get to or... Right, because the, these are adult seals. Adult seals or older seals, you know, ones that are coming up to a year old that are smart enough that they, as soon as they see a human, they're away. So mm. you can't actually help them. Mm. You know, as much as you try to, you know, there's ones we have spent days trying to catch and you just can't get them no matter how much you want to help. Yeah. So majority is just a young pup abandoned on the beach. Because worms is another issue. They get into trouble after they've been left on their own. They get worms from the fish and it makes them very, very poorly and sick. Oh. What is it? What, what's the connection between them getting worms and being abandoned? I mean, like how 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 they will not get the worms if they're not abandoned? Oh no, they don't get a worm. This is just whenever seals have been like left by mom uh -huh. and they go out to fend for themselves. Okay. They get worms. They're you know they're going for the slower fish. They're trying to learn how to eat, so they're picking the slower fish, and it's the slower fish that's got worms. Yes. Then their immune systems are so bad that they're getting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're getting sick. That's a new. That's a that's a that's a first. <laughs> okay, we were just for people who listen that we were just waving again to turn the light on. <laughs> that was great. Okay, um, so how now? How does the process of releasing the seal looks like? Um, whenever a seal is ready to go, unfortunately at the minute with the weather, we're constantly having to reschedule releases because we can't release them in the bad weather. But we will get them caged up into a dog cage or a dog kennel. Mm -hmm. We'll take them down to the beach. And we let their, the people that found them know. We usually give them a week's notice. And then we just open the doors and let them go back into the water. Okay. It's actually a very amazing experience to watch. Yeah. But is it like always uh, in, in Wexford? Or are you trying to get them to the place when they were taken from? We release most of our grey seals in around Wexford because again it's all down to money and transport and getting the seals across country and mm -hmm. even if we find a seal say here on the beach in Kerry it doesn't mean the seal was from here originally mm -hmm. you know we've had seals where they have left Wexford and they've headed to the UK or they've headed to Holland or they've headed to Scotland yeah they don't stay in one place anyway 
Right. So right. we just release them as and where we so, can. So as a, as a species, they travel a lot. What's the... What's the yeah, pattern? I mean, seals do... They travel quite a bit. Some seals we've released in Wexford and they're literally still hanging around up in Wicklow right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we spotted them on beaches up there. Others we have released and they've headed towards Scotland. We've other ones have been spotted in Cornwall and... Right. So they all just head off on their own. Okay. So in other words, if the, if the seal was caught in Kerry... Well, maybe caught is a, is a not correct word. They were rescued in Kerry and released in Wexford. That doesn't doesn't bother that seal. No, because no. the seal's of... never going to go and look for its parents because its mom has already left it to fend for itself. Mm-hmm. So it'll just go off and have its own life. Right. So they're not territorial. No. Okay. So they're just go down there then don't is it like all the seals don't establish territories or is it no like- well i mean seals will find you know they'll find a spot where they're happy and where they like to be mm-hmm. and they'll probably stay there the rest of their lives it's like okay. female gray seals once they find a safe spot they have a pup they mm-hmm. will usually have the pup back in the same spot every year okay okay so this is the, what it comes to play here uh, that these are pup seals so there may as well establish their territory around Wexford rather yeah. than Kerry, and doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't bother, bother, it doesn't them, bother no. them? Did you ever have like an adult seal, like you that you were handled adult seal? We think the oldest seal we had was around five or six years old, but it was a very poorly seal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the only one we've ever had at the center. We have had a couple of seals rescued in Donegal, mm-hmm. but they were so poorly. Mm-hmm that they didn't even realize they were being rescued and they were taken to vets and euthanized straight oh, okay. away because a lot of the adult seals, you physically couldn't handle them. Yes, that's, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, you is... just could. They're too big. They're too smart. So unless they're physically, mm-hmm. you know, in bad shape, you're not going to. Yeah. So it's mainly pup seals. All pups, majority, yeah. Majority. Does it happen often that you have to euthanize the seal? Again, that, that one of those hard decisions, I guess. Yeah, I mean, with seals come in with specific injuries there, you know, broken, smashed front flippers, things that aren't going to, even if they heal, the seal, you know, could never survive out in the wild, mm-hmm. you know, or, I mean, we don't, we don't euthanize seals lightly either. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We do no, try to give as many of them sure. a chance as possible. Yeah. But if, you know, if it's, if it is in such a bad way, we don't want it suffering. You know, we would yeah. rather just let it go. Yeah. But thankfully, we don't have to do it too often. Yes, yes. Oh, that's that's interesting. What would you say to to people? Because obviously, there's, there's, there will be an argument like, well, they should be left alone, and you know, that's all nature, and this yeah. is how the nature looks like. You, their protected species don't interfere with the nature. Like keeping in mind that the uh, Irish government and and uh, what's the, what's again name of the department uh, wildlife and park parks and wildlife park, parks and wildlife supports you right so, so let's keep that in mind but in general like for for people who you know have this uh, approach like oh this is like all the nature and you should leave the seal you know to die on the beach because that's what nature wants what 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 would you what would you say to that um. Everyone, every animal deserves a chance. Okay, so we back, so we back really to to compassion and saying, like, yeah, hey, why don't why don't we help it? Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's what we're there to do is rescue and help seals, we'll rescue and help seals. Mm-hmm. You know, you could get into an argument, you could go around in circles for hours, mm-hmm. you know, about the do's and don'ts or why to lift it, why not to lift it. Yeah, but 
I don't think there are many people out there now that are happy to let animals die. Everybody, everybody now is at the thing, the stage where they want you to help. Yeah. So yeah. they are, you know, it's, yeah. I think things are changing quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and you know, I would like to take this opportunity and kind of compliment you and the organization that you're, we obviously had a discussions here during, during the, uh, the workshop and you are very specific about what you do what the what the seal rescue does we rescue seals so you're not getting into conversation you're not getting involved on either side of various arguments like like one that i just brought you're very specific we're here to help seals for various reasons you know like you said ethical reasons or yeah. conservation reasons this is what we do we're not getting involved with that so i think it's very smart and i would like to you know kind of Thank you. Mentioned that uh, that kind of positions you where you are and where you're not. Yeah, and, and, and that's that. Listen, if people who listening to that want to help and get involved, please tell us how to contact you or or uh, Seal Rescue Ireland and how to get involved and how to contribute and yeah. do, do the thing that you, you want them to do. Yeah, you can check out our website. It's just www.sealrescueireland.org. Mm-hmm. All the information's on there, email addresses, things like that. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. anywhere like that there. You'll find us as well. And you just see loads of cute pictures of BB seals. Oh, so you only put, put posting cute pictures. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't, <laughs> you get, want, the, you don't you want the people the, get discouraged with yeah, the nasty you get, ones. you get the odd one, kind of like the, the wounds I showed earlier. Sometimes we post those up on Facebook. So uh-huh. we do. And we do like we, you know, we'll post up and tell people if a seal dies. We keep people informed as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of our, you know, a lot of people sponsor our seals, adopt our seals, so they mm-hmm. love to know what's going on. So we do yeah. keep people pretty much clued in all the time. Yeah, yeah. But the important thing is that you you you're gonna make sure that you're gonna only rescue seal that actually needs the rescue. Yeah. Because I don't kind of I don't I'm just thinking about this effect like oh I'm gonna rescue the seal anyway and then I can track it on no. Facebook and see. The how last it- the last thing you want to do is rescue a healthy seal. Yeah. A seal is gonna do better. It does well with us, but the best place for a seal is out there in the water on yeah. the beach. You know, yeah. if it doesn't need rescued, we'll not lift it. Perfect. Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners that I haven't asked you or missed? I think so. I think you've covered everything there. We covered everything. Okay. So, yeah. Mel, thank you very much. Uh, I wish you good luck and uh, Seal Rescue, uh, Rescue Ireland. And uh, thank you. Thank you. You just listened to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.